The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. The Africa Business Report brought to you by South African Airways. Diana Games, the chief executive at the business consultancy Africa at work with us this evening. What is the Russian foreign minister doing visiting African countries? He's been to Egypt, the Republic of Congo, Uganda, Ethiopia, Central African Republic. What, what is he playing at? Well, I think it's it's um, obviously um, uh, good evening, Bruce. Sorry, um, I think it's obviously uh, a, a, you know propaganda kind of war. We're in, in in a sort of emerging cold war here, and I think that uh, Russia is reasserting its kind of relationships in Africa um, for for you know uh, for uh, various different reasons. I guess um, um, you know ensuring that Africa is its ally in this at this uh, difficult time. And and to continues to be a tool of political influence and for future business. You know, Russia has a lot of business interests: mining, nuclear power, financial services, agri, but also importantly, um, military collaboration, uh, military hardware, etc. I actually remember there was a, a Russia Africa conference a few years ago, and the main pictures that came out of that was was a lot of African officials holding guns and and all sorts of weapons. Uh, so I don't know what signal that was giving us, but. Um, uh, so it turns out that, in fact, we have about 20 um, countries that have a direct military collaboration agreement with with uh, Moscow, um, focused in large part on weapon sales. Nevertheless, um, it seems like he's had a, a warm reception. The choice of the country is, seems quite random. I'm sure it isn't um, by the people in the know. Uh, you know, he went first to Egypt, which is sources up to 80% of its wheat from Russia and Ukraine. And in fact, while he was there, the Russians bombed the, um, the, the Odessa and in violation of the agreement that had just been signed. Nevertheless, it seems like it will probably still go ahead. Um, and LCC, you know, is quite a f- powerful player in the region. He has offered to also help to find a diplomatic solution. Um, then he was off to the Republic of Congo. Denise Sassou Nguesu, the president there, who's been in power nearly 40 years. So he would have a strong memory of the of the former sort of the colonial um, uh, fight against the pol- colonial powers, which Russia was very much involved in during the Cold War. And similarly, Museveni, who's been around, I don't know, three and a half decades or so, um, who gave him a very warm welcome and said he had no reason to criticize Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. And then he was off to Ethiopia today. Some of this is premised, I think, you know, Uganda and Ethiopia have had a bit of a falling out with the Western powers in Ethiopia over the war and and Uganda over human rights and gay rights, etc. So who knows? I'm not sure the reason. Maybe this is the first of many trips. Um, It is quite quite an eclectic collection of countries. and, uh, I, I'm, and I'm interested as to whether or not he's got South Africa on his agenda or whether South Africans invited him for a trip because, of course, we've been we've not been shy in refusing to condemn the, the, uh, the unprovoked assault by Russia of a sovereign state. Well, it's interesting that Egypt in the vote, the UN vote against the invasion of Ukraine, Egypt actually voted against it. Um, the other countries he's visiting were neutral. I think I think Ethiopia didn't vote. Yeah, I think it's very, it is, that's why I say this strange collection of countries. Mm. Um, but I imagine that there's a more strategic, um, I think this is the start, maybe to test the waters and to see maybe going further into the, the bigger economies, the, the, the countries like South Africa, because I think, I mean, I don't know whether we know that government knows something we don't but otherwise we'd have reason to maybe feel slighted that we weren't in the first first of these trips um uh on 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 this Mm. on this tour which is 
um, yeah, clearly, clearly designed to bring us, make sure that we're still on board, you know, and as, as so many countries have supported Russia in, in, in this, in this, um, this war, this propaganda and actual war. If you're going to do something, do it properly. And we've long been near the bottom of the global port rankings in terms of the efficiency and the effectiveness of our ports. Um, and we are doing it really properly now because we are rock bottom of the world's ports um, and we are you know, number one on the worst list, um, if that's not being a little bit too obtuse. But our ports suck. And the world keeps telling us that our ports are dreadful. Um, we know that there's a huge amount of work in the background trying to get them improved. But my goodness me, there's a, a mountain to climb here, is there not, Diana? Well, you know, this is a survey that's just come out um, uh, of th- 351 ports globally um, using two different approaches. One is um, looking at the, the knowledge of an opinion of experts and the second is a purely statistical approach. And on both fronts, we come very, very low down. In fact, at the bottom on one or two, I have, I'm not going to read out all the numbers, but out of 351, we are certainly in the bottom five in some cases. And, um, uh, you know, and compared to ports, um, you know, for example, we are around, say, 300 and, I don't know, 50 or so um, out of 351 in some cases. And and Djibouti is in position in 93 on the administrative approach um, and, and is the best performing port in Africa. Well above us are Mombasa, Walfus Bay, Maputo, etc. So this is a, you know, it's not the first time. The last year they had a similar report and um, Translate has taken it quite badly saying a lot of it doesn't reflect the, the true position because it, the research was done during COVID while the lockdowns were in place. But in fact, everybody's research, everyone was subjected to the same research at the same time. Um, and if you come up worse exactly. than that particular mm-hmm. research, it's disappointing. Now, this tie up between Kenya Airways and SAA, a strategic alliance, an official code share arrangement. What? How is this going to play out? Well, this has been coming sort of for a while. You know, there's been odd reports. I think they started an air, inter-airline agreement where they both sell each, cargo on each other's airlines. You know, there are different levels of these strategic kind of uh, uh, mergers and acquisition or, or um, strategic um, agreements, sorry. And uh, so what's happened is that started, I think, about six months ago, maybe even last year, um, that they were working towards what they called setting up a pan-African airline, although that's hugely overstated. We're talking about two countries at this stage. Um, they have now signed a co-chair agreement this month to expand the destination network. So they will leverage each other's networks um, to better effect and, and officially, although each airline will sell under its own ca- uh, code flights operated by both carriers. Um, so And then they're going to uh, add on, you know, Ghana, Nigeria, um, both of them fly to those countries and other destinations. And then there was the chairman of Kenya Airways who, at an interview at a, at a big airline conference, said um, they're now approaching West African airlines to talk about a three-hub strategy. So that would be Nairobi, Johannesburg, and he said a West African capital. It's not clear. I guess that depends on what West African um, uh, airline might be interested in taking part of this. Any bets? Um, Any so, bets, you know, Diana? Any bets? You've flown, you've, yeah. you've flown most of them. Any bets as to who it might be? 
Well, I was thinking that it might be Asky Airlines, but actually, because it's a regional airline, I've flown it a few times in West Africa. It goes all around to the different capitals in West Africa, but it actually has a quite a la- large shareholding of um, from from Ethiopian Airlines. So that's unlikely, unless it, it also buys into this, which is also unlikely. So I'm thinking perhaps a Nigerian airline like Air Peace, which flies to Johannesburg already. Um, and also we've got, you know, Air Rivoire, which has also started from Côte d'Ivoire, which has started flying to South Africa. And you've got Air Senegal, which is also quite a big player in West Africa. So it could be any of those, I think, potentially. Maybe there's someone who will surprise me. Thank you very much to Diana Games this evening, Chief Executive at Africa at Work, which is the business consultancy with our Africa Business Focus.